You are now listening to Out of the Blank. Welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast, official title. I'm here with Ryan. <laughs> Morning, how you doing? Is it weird to introduce, like, if you are meeting someone for the first time, like, would you introduce yourself like, hey, my name is Robbie, TM, so people know they can't copyright you? <laughs> you know, that's an excellent question. I never thought of it that way. Um, I think as people, we inherently have that right to just not be copywritten, Um or replicated as a person without prior permission. So I don't think you need the TM really necessarily to make sure nobody copies you. Because I don't know now for your show, that's yeah, a different story. But I don't know if it's my ego though, because when I see somebody with the same name as me, I'm like this son of a bitch. He's a false person. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like I really get that thing. Like I'm I've never you know I'm the only because growing up, I mean, there's Robs and stuff, but I was like the only sure. Robbie. So it was like if someone had that name, I looked at him like. All right. Uh, what's wrong with you? So I can feel better than you. <laughs> See, when you have a name like Ryan, there's like millions of Ryans in the world. So people start, you know, I was always known as Ryan Carter, like all the way through elementary, middle and high school. I was Ryan Carter. It was always my full name. Nobody ever called me like friends would call me Ryan. You know, I was the only one in my friend group, but teachers, people in school, job like everybody would call me ryan carter it was always the full thing almost like it was a title it wasn't my name anymore it was like ryan was my name and carter became my title i think i got more anxiety when i figured out that even though you give a kid a name you want to make sure it's like a name it won't get made fun of you want to make sure it's like a perfect name you know you're trying to make sure the kid has like a fighting chance but even then later it gets canceled like imagine all the kids that were named karen and then eventually after all this, it became this horrible movement where now it's like I we didn't we didn't factor in the equation for the world using the word Karen as a guard for people that are insensitive or insane. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to to predict where all that's going to go. I mean, who knows? In like another decade, Karen could be like the messiah for all we know. You know, you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> There's one person out there that named their kid like Christopher Columbus. And then now the world just hates anything to do with old school history where the guy's looking at it like, they call me Jeff. And it's like, but it says on your license, Christopher Columbus. <laughs> My name is Jeff. We're going by Jeff. Okay. <laughs> Did you ever watch Game of Thrones? No. Okay, so there's a main character. Most of the show, she's like this beloved character. And, and I won't spoil anything for you, but she takes a turn. And everybody was naming their kids after this character for the first like four or five seasons. And so these kids were born with this name. And then the show ended and she took this super dark turn. And so all these parents are like, ooh, my bad. I should not have named you that. I love how you're like, I don't want to spoil it for you. I'm never going to watch it. I've just, okay. I, 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 I think a few years ago, like probably like three or four years ago, one of the seasons ended and a bunch of people started crying about it. And I knew people in my life where I'm like, you went in the fucking war <laughs> and you're, cr I don't need that in my life. It's like, it's a lot like the translation from game of Thrones now is WandaVision. I peaked on Twitter, whatever. 
yeah, people don't care anymore. They're like, fuck it. You know, here's the ending to every single thing you're never going to watch ever. No even point in doing it. I'm like, it's okay to spoil it if you're in China because apparently it's banned in China, but not not here. I, I have a chance. I just need to get the eight ninety nine or whatever it is to pay for Disney <laughs> fucking plus. You know, <laughs> I totally get it. I I'm one of those like I've always loved movies. I've always loved TV shows, and so I'm always one of those people who I'll avoid like Facebook. Like when I was like a few episodes behind in Game of Thrones, I was like, I'm not gonna look on social media until I get caught up. I don't want to know what's gonna happen. I'd rather experience it for myself before. It wasn't so much that I didn't want to know what was gonna happen. I didn't want my opinion of what was gonna happen be tainted by what somebody else had already decided was their opinion. You know what I mean? Because I feel like a lot of times the spoilers aren't just spoilers. It's a spoiler plus that person's opinion. So you suddenly go into watching it already predisposed to believe what that person said and that was more of what i would avoid was that that bias seeping into my opinion everything i love people hate so i always went the opposite of what people would give a review (laughs) on like i saw willie's wonderland the other day and my my one of my closest friends i knew he was gonna fucking hate it because i hate fast and furious and he loves fast and furious but then he saw willie's wonderland i was like what'd you think dude it was awesome right (laughs) give or take i was pretty hammered when i was watching the flick he was sober and he goes it's a five i'm like it's a five (laughs) a five i was like i'd give it up like a 7.5 on the radar there bub and he goes okay and then i ended up going home like i think like way later that night and i checked on the review thing for imdb 5.6 i was wow. like dude i sent it to him I was like yo is it 5.6 he goes i know i'm that good and i'm like he fucking we just picked up a conversation 12 <laughs> hours later and he knew exactly what i was talking about when i said on that dmd that's how you know you got a good friend right there he knew exactly what you were talking about with no context i bet you he knew i was marinating on it for that long of a time like <laughs> i didn't want to watch wandavision because i don't have disney plus but then i started looking up just youtube clips of it and i'm like pretty interesting once you start going down the rabbit hole of it but i'm like it's a like people are looking for something to do especially even though we're still open back up after the pandemic and it kind of leads into your show for instance you know like if you want to give it a quick plug real quick yeah absolutely i'd love to or if you want to chat about it later you know we're just here to talk but um yeah the the whole point of our show was it actually was kind of a joke um my roommate and i we've been friends through college we've been friends for years um and we were bored and so we were like let's do something fun and new. So we started doing the show and we thought it would go for, you know, a couple episodes and then we get bored or move on. Um, and then we got a following and people started listening and, and people wanted to, to be a part of it. And so we were like, all right, well, let's keep it going. So now we started out as a, a, a show to talk about what was going on in the quarantine and, and kind of a satirical approach to politics and the quarantine. And now it's moved on to lifestyle and, and we have sponsors and we have, we talk about pretty much kind of like your show, whatever we want. That was the whole premise of the show is we could talk about what we wanted and how we wanted to. So now we talk about our lives, what we see in the news, whatever we're drinking, and it's kind of free form show, just go with what we want. Kind of like looking down a dark hallway and you have a tennis ball and you kind of just chuck it and see if it, you know, breaks anything that's hanging in the hallway, which is interesting because like, like, so in quarantine, a lot of time spending alone, your thoughts are going to be so freaking random depending on who you are as a person. Like I always relate my brain if I don't have something I'm doing to like when you see a little toddler get super excited. Like I saw my nephew, he's about four years old. And I have my little nephew that's like one, two. 
and he's like one of them is laying on the ground the other one just gets really excited like he's having so much fun like it's christmas day and you know they see the presents they just start freaking out and he just the kid's laying with his head down looking up at the ceiling with his heel just grabs and stomps on the other one's face out of just pure excitement and i'm like i've had that i've had that before like i know what that feeling is that I mean, and that's kind of where the name of the show came from. Quarantine for your thoughts. It was, you know, we're all stuck here. And the, the original format of the show was we were hoping our listeners would give us their thoughts. So we wanted to get a lot of participation. And then, you know, anytime you start something new, you don't have a big following. So it became a quarantine for our thoughts. And we just spent each week kind of collecting things throughout the week of what we saw. And then we we don't write a script. We just put some bullets every once in a while to be like, hey, here's what we saw. And then we just talk. And, uh, and we have a good time. I mean, part of the requirement of the show is we're drunk too when we record. Okay, that's, that's a mandatory true. requirement. Yeah, that's, so, a good, that's, a, that's a good rule. I like that rule. <laughs> we, uh, we, we got started when we were in college. We, we had joked about it for years because we would get drunk and we'd be hanging out and our friends would be like, you guys are really fucking funny. So like, you should, you should do this. And we, for years, just were like, oh, we don't have time. We don't, we don't live together. And then we started living together and we had an abundance of time. And we were like, well, let's, let's get drunk and record some stuff. And, and then it took off. So here we are almost a year later. I like that dealing with, um, I guess, the quarantine better than most people have, where it was like trying to find ways that they can spend thousands of dollars on Amazon <laughs> or, you know, like getting super invested into a video game or a movie series. I'm like, at least this sure. is a lot funner. You're doing a little bit more productivity, I would say. And it's cool. You get to like each, I guess, episode is a new adventure, just like, a you know, things people weren't expecting to see or hear about you know like my nephew drop kicking my other nephew in the head with his heel <laughs> like that he wasn't expecting that it was pure excitement right. and it was funny as shit it <laughs> i was the one laughing they weren't like you know everybody else in the family was like oh my god and i was like dude this like that's how you know he's related to me is when he thinks like that it's a straight up excitement heel to the face but it's it man it's, it's a crazy thing because during this quarantine what would you say would be the worst or craziest thing that you really kind of either talked about or seen happen well you know we uh, uh john is a uh, a government major so one of the things that he really likes to do is he he focuses on politics and so i mean there was a lot of really rough stuff going on uh, you know from 2016 to 2020 regardless of how you fall in that political spectrum i think we can all agree there was some not great stuff going on um and so i would say probably the worst stuff we saw was when um local area governments just felt like they were above what the federal government was saying in terms of safety protocols. So like Florida, time and again, we would see they were like, eh, it's Florida, we don't need to listen to the rules. And they'd like open their beaches and then like 10,000 people would get COVID in a day. I'm so close to Florida, so I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so we, you know, that was some of the worst stuff. And then we kept seeing these like random, random new things would pop up. These uh, back in, I think May or June, these like, they ate man of war so they were these little tiny like water dragons and they would eat essentially a jellyfish called a man of war it's considered yeah they the... fucking hurt man yes yeah so you're familiar so those little things usually would float in like swarms deep in the ocean but they started washing up in like texas Fuck. and their sting was 10 times more powerful than a man of war oh my god yeah so it was just like crazy stuff like that there was a an outbreak of uh, brain eating um, amoebas or something like that in in Florida and Texas. 
like if you know the, the pain of a man of war sting, you don't ever want the world. My cousin lives in Hawaii and he gets them all the time. He's got them on like he's he had a, he told me on the podcast one time he got it one on his dick. And I was like, dude, I couldn't oh. even imagine that because I've sw- accidentally swam through a pot of them before and they're not fun, dude. Like, I mean, it's just constant like sting. Like if you get stung by a jellyfish, it's the same thing. It just keeps coming back. But there's a fish in Australia that when it stings you, wherever it stings you, it is the equivalent to giving birth. Like you can feel your heartbeat. It hurts so bad in your, in that one part where it stings you. And there was a record. I was reading a journal of a, of a woman. So she was able to say, it's like giving birth. It felt like her hand was splitting open and something was trying to come out. And this fish spends six months on land. So you're like, fuck, like, it's not just, you have to be in the sea. It comes on the land and then perches on a rock. And then it just like, you can't tell it's there. You accidentally step on it. You accidentally walk into it and then you're screwed. And you have to go through it for like three days. I think it's like a total of like 72 hours or something like that. And I'm like, oh my God, if you've ever been hurt so bad, you feel like when I was a kid, I could get hurt. I could jump off the roof and I was indestructible. (laughs) But now that I'm older, have, if you ever hit your head really hard and it feels like, you know, you feel off, like you're like in critical yeah. mode. I, I don't, I don't think I'm a superhero anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's terrible. That's why I, you know, like Australia is, is hell's waiting room, man. Like everything well, down there a, is ready to kill it's you. It's a crime infested country. That's not against the people that live there. Sure. Originally what Australia was, was a place where people would send their criminals on ships. Mm-hmm. So then they built up from that and like, I've gotten that confirmed from plenty of Australian people. They're like, yeah, we're criminals. What about it? I'm like, that's not what I'm saying. It's that's how it was founded. But I mean, see stuff like that is what you start learning about. Like at least I was learning it during in quarantine and all that too. But like, don't you think the alien thing is interesting that it's coming out there in quarantine? Yeah. So I think that there were definitely periods of time where like different governments would like release information that they've been holding on to as like a distraction technique. Um, And I think aliens, that's one thing that, you know, everybody's talked about for decades, you know, you got Area 51, all those UFO landings in New Mexico, but then to, sh- to release actual like military footage from fighter pilots seeing something in air that brings it to a whole new level of like real. Like, I don't have a political stance. I don't really I don't side with Trump. I don't side with Biden. And I'll admit I didn't even vote. Only because I just I didn't care about picking a less. I just I saw evils on both sides of it. And I'm right next to Delaware where they found like Biden laptop and all that type of shit. So I was like, man, I'm just pulled apart here. And I just it's just I'm gonna stay out of it for a bit. But man, when that first covid bill passed and then people realized they weren't getting that fourteen hundred dollars and you saw the hashtag liar Biden all over Twitter. (laughs) And then now they passed the newest one, which Mm -hmm. I'm more worried about because I'm looking at it and I'm like, Everything says, like everything about alien intelligence, extraterrestrial life, every single little segment of the bill is something about alien intelligence that they're going to release the information. And I'm like, I know they're not going to give it to us all. They no. released the CIA documents. I saw those. They're all redacted. It's stupid. It's like reading MK Ultra stuff. It's just you, you yeah. understand that it's true, but you're like, where's <clears throat> the juicy details? But this is like releasing everything. And I'm like, they're not going to give us it all but they're going to give us a good amount that might fill up our brains for the time being. But it's, a, it's like a distraction thing too. Like they had um not even too long ago, defund the police was a big thing. Well, those States like, uh, was it Minneapolis that uh, defunded the police and took them down. 
they are now doing double funding back in the police programs because it literally went to Mad Max scenario where people were getting killed in the street with bats and shit. And I was like, we're, 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 we're tearing our own progress down. I think there's, this is the best time we've ever seen a shadow society of a government or anything hinted at it before, besides like a JFK assassination. I'm like, let's do that rabbit hole. Let's go down that one. Let's stop doing the, Oh, I'm going to dig up everything through history because we're bored as shit at home all day. Let's go through the real stuff that we're seeing like politicians, like, like the old politician. Um, what's his name? Marion Barry from Washington, DC. He got arrested, and there's a videotape of him smoking crack. Like, and he did an interview on it, and they're like, they were like, you were smoking crack, and they caught you on camera. And he goes, nobody knows what was in that pipe. And you're like, what the fuck are you just saying? Like, you're admitting to it, but you're not saying it. And then they reelected him. Like, what the hell? Like, so be honest about your shit is the main theme here. Right. Well, and, you know, I think, uh, like you were saying, we're, we're kind of tearing ourselves apart here. And I think it's it's a little bit because people are, are bored, but people also have more time to sit down and look at stuff now. You know, we're being forced to kind of reevaluate everything. And that was, uh, you know, one of the themes we talked about back during the Black Lives Matter protests and during the defund the police stuff. You know, everybody's kind of reassessing the all the way down to the infrastructure of how we function as a society. And I think we're spending so much critical time looking at it that sometimes we're looking at it too hard, if that makes sense. Yeah. Not, you know, saying either any of that stuff is wrong, but we're spending so much time looking at it that it's getting to the nitty gritty and you, you can't make change if you're getting stuck in the mud. You're just, if you're focusing on every little detail, you're going to miss the bigger picture. It's uh kind of like the, the baby QAnon that popped up, you know, that whole little chestnut that just people went batshit insane. But it's the idea of like, if you look at like, it's a conspiracy rabbit hole. If you start going down there, a lot of the information is like pretty like, okay, this is kind of true. But then you start getting to a point where then it starts getting ridiculous. Like Alex Jones talking about a long time ago, how there is a, a crop, uh, particle thing that they were spraying on crops that turned frogs gay that became a giant gif in a meme and then the government actually releases that they do have a pesticide that actually changes a frog's gender so you look at that like well he was right about that but then it goes farther to the point where you need to cut it off where it was like frogs are being turned gay like okay then it goes and also the planet is flat and you're like all right that's where we're cutting the line let's stop that but you get so infatuated with a conspiracy theory then it turns out to be true and then there's a lie and there's a truth and a lie and a truth that you turn into schizophrenic because you don't know what to believe anymore. You don't know if this is a lie, we're in a simulation and it all starts to make a little bit of, I just say that we have no answers on anything. Everything, water is not H2O because if another species comes down here, it looks at water like that's not H2O, that's three, twice, whatever. And they have a whole separate name for it. So I'm like, we're all just trying our best. We're grabbing at the dark and hope, hopefully we're getting a handful of something. And that's what everyone's trying to do, especially with quarantine now is like, you know, they have crazy hair like I crazy hair like I do right now. You know, when your hands are constantly going through it because you're like, holy shit, holy shit. Then you got to make sure you can take a step back so you can breathe a little bit and be like, all right, maybe Hillary Clinton isn't a reptile. Let me take <laughs> grab hold of the fucking sane wheel again and try and find my road. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and the other thing is there's, you know, they're flooding 
the market, if you will, with information, you know, it's, it's too much, like you're saying, there's too much about everything out there now. And, and with the way the technologies progress and the way that people can, can go and hack into almost anything and get whatever they want, or at least whatever they're allowed to want. Um, it's, it's flooding our information portals with too much. So, you know, you can't keep up with everything. It's the same thing with like, you know, government bills. They, they're trying to pass a bill about COVID and we've got papers and papers of alien intelligence in there or whatever else that we haven't even seen. You know, it's a 500 page bill for one thing is what it's called, but it's got all these other things in it. And it's just too much to pay attention to everything. Yeah. It's kind of, I would say interesting because I like learning all the, like the crazy stuff about the government. Not like that they're doing, I already knew they're kind of doing bad stuff. Cause I mean, just from studying all their past history, like people are complaining really heavily about the vaccine being uploaded into low income countries. And I'm like, they did the same shit with Tuskegee. Like they're testing, in my opinion, it looks like testing, but I don't know. They could just be helping out another country. But I look at like America's track record of helping out people that are not as fortunate as America. And a lot of it is for their own nefarious gain. So I'm like, yeah, I'm legend could be a fucking thing. Let's just keep that on the radar. But I don't like like even when you start searching up stuff information is being blended man like the one uh guy a doctor in florida who took the vaccine and then died afterwards which is it's that's not out of the realm of possibility that there's a likely percentage chance of that happening and he happened to be one of those people out of a very large amount that doesn't experience anything but google wasn't showing those results and i'm like see this is when people start really freaking out because then they're feeling like they're being lied to i mean i think at the start of this thing everyone realized like oh wow the government has more control in our lives than we thought they did that's what i just want people to know is like look at them closer like if we expose more shit and we make them release more stuff we're gonna learn to trust we're going to learn to build that back up they need to start being like politicians like the nascar people robin williams said is have the people that are sponsoring you on your fucking jacket (laughs) it's a good it's a good thought well so i gotta i gotta ask you know how did you get your start in all of this stuff like what what prompted you to start a a podcast we could talk about it off air but i've said it a few times um <laughs> but it's kind of like the same thing you were doing. Like you realize you start talking to people or you start having that camaraderie, either if it's with getting with a friend and trying to start a podcast or, you know, just being able to have like, Hey, you know, we never see each other. Let's get together and have this thing that requires us to hang out and talk. And the next thing you know, it turns into something where it's like, why were we even, you know, worried about trying to crank out content? We're having so much fun now that we're here and we're doing it. It's the same thing. You, people are experiencing in quarantine. You get, really kind of lonely and you really want to realize like oh you know people aren't as bad as they say you know everything we see on social media i mean my i know this is a terrible rule to live your life but what i've been doing recently as like an experiment is i've been looking at social media trends on twitter so whatever's trending on twitter is how i like to go into my day so just the other day people were giving oreo a bunch of shit because they posted on their page transgenders exist and then a bunch of people were like no shit and it was like it was just this weird like uh they're trying to be cool they're trying to be nice and then people are like no shit man like where have you been living in and then somebody uh vanilla wafer says really prove me there's more than two genders and then like everyone's like wait a minute so vanilla wafers is 
genderist or whatever it is. And I'm like, I love just going out into the world knowing that there's fast food chains that are fighting streamers. And there's, I don't know, you look at one thing that's trending, it's Oreos trending. Then the next thing that's trending is like some type of political economic bill that gets released. And I'm like, how the fuck do we go from food to politics to sports to fucking gaming to now we're worried about what color Ryan Reynolds hair is. I'm like, fucking that's the attention span of half the world, like just all over the place. Well, and that's, you know, everybody just wants to have their little second of fame where they get to say something, you know, and they're like, oh, I got to chime in on, on the Oreos debate. And then they're like, look at this. And then you start digging into their stuff and you're like, well, <laughs> three years ago you said, and it just like, it just devolves so quickly. It's like uh, people say, you know, you shouldn't trust social media to live out your day. I'm like, well, back in the day when we were kids, we trusted a magic eight ball to rule all decisions in our life. And it would always be asked again later. And we literally thought that answer would change. It never did. It was always the same. Yeah, well, and, and that's like you get, you know, I don't, I don't know about you, but like my, my folks don't have Facebook. They're, uh, they're kind of anti-social media. Um, but my mom still to this day thinks that all that Facebook is used for is people posting about their food. And I was like, I mean, it's not, not, but there's a lot more days. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. But she, she just like, she's never gotten into it. She's never bothered to, to dig deeper and find out more. So she still thinks that when I'm on Facebook, I'm just using it to, to post pictures of my food and talk about why I like roast beef. The scary thing to me was I know Australia government banned Google, and then they're also banning social media when it comes to Facebook and all these other apps, uh, which probably might take off in a trend, um, at least for us. Like I know the UK is thinking about it as well. But you look at it like, man, they're selling all your information and stuff, which we kind of think about and we kind of know about, but we're still going to use our device anyway. I just think they should be way more honest about it. Like, hey, it's going to do this to your thing. Like give – we all saw the whatever the, the Netflix stock or whatever that was a social dilemma, but it was like, yeah, I haven't had a chance to see that yet, but I know what you're talking about. We all knew the shit was going on about it, but we don't even care. We still use our phones. We still like the apps and stuff. Eventually it's just going to get to a point where I guarantee you, they're going to start charging for it. Twitter's thinking about doing it. Then it's going to cause less people to want to be on it. Cause it's not free. I mean, we're all kind of agreeing to the digital deal of using our phones and stuff, but I just think it, it, it needs some time off. Like when Twitter went down like last year, you know, around the area 51 shit, it was like, we just need that. We need that break. We need that like for a very extended period of time or at least a couple hours a day, not being on it 24 seven. I, I say, draw the line when you're refreshing your page, like every minute for followers, seeing if your follower yeah. count went up and down. Once I started doing that, I was like, I'm done. I just post and ghost now. Yeah, you know, I we I mainly use the, the social media for for my show. I don't I use it a little bit to stay connected with friends or you know see. Uh, I'm a big whiskey guy, so like I'll follow some whiskey accounts to see you know what's new, what haven't I tried before, and that sort of stuff. But for the most part, I just you know I'll post something for the show, new episode launch or something that we did that week, and that's pretty much it. Um, I, I enjoy going on every once in a while. Uh, I mainly use it as a entertainment in the bathroom that's mostly what i'm using it for i'm sitting on the toilet i'm like yeah 10 minutes sure scroll through i'm waiting for my food to cook scroll through something like that but i try not to stay on it too much because then you like you're saying you get wrapped up in everything else that's going on and you get sucked down a rabbit hole and, and suddenly you're on there for two hours every day because you saw that Susie posted about trump and you wanted to read all 400 comments on it to get angry about nothing so what I did when I saw the Oreo thing, I was like, why is Oreo trending? And I just kept looking through and every top results, like a thing 
at Oreo or at something else. And it's the same thing. Like people were going at our, our Wendy's because when whoever runs their social media profiles, they have some really good comebacks, man. But then they, they went against that streamer kid. And the next thing you know, they just started getting into this war where everyone was posting different pictures of fast food on Wendy's wall saying better than Wendy's, better than Wendy's. And I'm like, man, like the fact that like Twitter is the one social media platform where you can legit get in touch with somebody who's famous or some company or something. I tweeted right. at Elon Musk, no apparent reason. I just said, Elon Musk, can I have a, a million dollars? No, for no particular reason at all. I just want a million dollars. And I was hoping he was gonna be like, oh, dude, fucking, here you go, man. Transferring <laughs> it to your Vemo or whatever the hell, just because you're honest about your shit. You're not trying to be my friend. You legit just want a million dollars for me and that's it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna fucking want to hang out with you if I don't actually want to hang out with you. I feel like he's a bit, um, like molasses no offense to him or anything but yeah i feel like he's he's kind of like a meta individual so like talking with him you're not really talking about what you're talking about you're talking about like four other things that you didn't know you were talking about he'll ask you like one question and you answer and he's like oh so that's your opinion on space travel and you're like whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. we were talking about hot chocolate like that's not what i was saying yeah see I, people say like he seems like he's too smart. I'm like, yeah, he's probably too smart for conversation. He doesn't have the social skills, but he has the intelligence. But when I'm hearing him talk about stuff, I'm like, a lot of it's not like super extra like movie style smarts that you would see. A lot of it's just like thinking about all the other things that a lot of people don't normally think about, which is like if a gear is turning this way, we got to make sure that it's got it's got enough chamber. So if one fails, there's extra to make sure this rocket doesn't explode midair. And I'm like, yeah, he's just being more precautious and thinking what happens if this he's probably that type of panic guy where it's like a worry scenario. Like what happens if this happens? Like during the pandemic, you want to get conspiracy wise when they had the toilet paper shortage. Then there was the meat shortage where the government gave you a thousand two hundred dollars and then not even a day later they were warning you about meat being sold or being sold out in stores and everyone used their money relief checks to go get meat and i'm like yeah that was a good way to get your money back like quick too like the fucking people went right there i mean i had people that were buying freezers and stocking it up in the garage and i'm like we're f- half of the family's vegan what are you doing we don't even need this shit you're just buying it it's a great deal and i'm like what the fuck? I, I eat three boxes of Raisin Bran. That's it. I don't need any other sustenance in my life, but you're just buying fucking red meat. T-bone, steaks, pork. I don't even eat that shit. It's like, yeah, but we have it just in case. In case what? What happens if the world experiences an EMP and then the freezers go out? We're fucked. We got to cook it all in one night. Yeah. I mean, good luck. You know, you're going to have a great dinner that night, but uh... <laughs> under a fucking hot lamp, like yeah. our oven doesn't work. You're reflecting the sun down to cook your <laughs> magnifying glass. These are my quarantine thoughts. I like to engrave them on little tiny bits of steak and then grill it. So some dude just sitting on a thing like, hey, my bun's toasted. He looks at it and it says, uh, rule one, take dog out. Rule two, jump off roof. It's like, damn, my burger's wow. depressed. Fucking shut the <laughs> shit. <laughs> I think I was going through some stuff. So, is that a different version of Wagyu? Instead of treating your beef really, really nice and tenderizing it and putting it through spy, you just berate the shit out of it. Have like the cow's mother come up and be like, you're not going to amount to jack shit. All you do is sit there and graze all day. It's like, that's probably the opposite. I wonder if it gives it that bitter flavor that I like so much. That's interesting. Yeah, I never, never thought about that. They're like, hey, you're never getting, you didn't even go to college. What, community college? No, 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 no. that's not college. 
that cow like dies and then you have this thing that just says failure on each of the stakes first off what the fuck's wrong with community college (laughs) (laughs) i believe i fully believe that you know community college is a great place to get an education a couple of my cousins went to community college and and they're doing great that was just a terrible example of what a parent might say to their child it's funny because uh, I went to college because someone told me I was in college material. And then once I got my diploma, they were like, yeah, but it was community college. And I was like, I want to take this fucking diploma and shove it in your eye like a message in a bottle, but with freaking <laughs> my associate's yeah. degree. I'm t- I mean, I, there's no reason it's not any less valued than a normal, you know, normal, a university degree or something like that. You know, I went to co- I have a four year uh, bachelor's degree. Um, it was fine, but I wasted, you know, I don't want to waste it. I spent, you know, $120,000 plus to get a degree and great. I have a piece of paper I can hang on my wall that some people won't even look at to say, Hey, I need that for a job. And then other people will say, well, you only have a bachelor's degree. I need you to have a master's degree to get a job. I, I think we're putting a lot of value in college. And I think we should be focusing more on like trade school. Yeah. I think there's, um, it's, yeah, it's weird. That line always gets pushed now. It's like, you need a master's degree to get like a really good job. And now they're talking about raising minimal wage to $15. I'm like, I feel like you just slip into the system. Sometimes you fall into like, it seems like now it's just a random roll of the dice. And it's like, I'm trying to find tricks to the simulation. Like I I know simulation, that sounds nuts, but like people put up articles of like the perfect frequency, which is like a level that you can get to. It's a lot like astral projection where you can go out of the vice, put up the article, which you're like, what the fuck? It's about trying to get out of space, time and reality and all this stuff. It's like a form of astral projection that you can kind of meditate to get to. And I was like, well, how does that work? I mean, I saw a monk standing on a pole for 34 hours eating glass. That's how he was surviving. And I was like, there's a frequency you get to like that. That's out there for a pe- probably an oh, easier way for people to get into. It's just trying to slip into what that simulation is, you know, trying to fit out where like I did an experiment on myself of how much food do I actually need? So I took one can of tuna and I lived off that can of tuna the whole day. Like I would take little quarter bits of it and then eat it. It's how much, you know, you feel like you're full, how much compared to your actually can fill you up and like start noticing those tricks. And I think the trick to social media or the trick to fame or popularity or money, it has to do like with God or something. Cause everybody that has God in their bio or talks about, Oh, I like to thank the Lord and savior. They fucking got it. They got like a Kevin Hart personality. And that's, that's also, if it takes the, the usage of the word like God or Jesus to get you to that Kevin Hart stage. I don't want it because his ego is like, it, it would kill me. I couldn't do it. I, I like when, Oh my God, I just can't. Like when you see that dude, it's like just sitting in my garage with my McLarens. You're like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I own every Webster's dictionary on my wall. You're like, Oh, I don't care. Oh, okay. I think it's all about like, you know, finding it's that whole no press is bad press, you know, whether you believe it or agree with it or not, if you find what people want to talk about and you, you bring it up, you're drawing attention to yourself, regardless of if you believe in God or if you like Donald Trump, you post a trigger topic to the public and they're going to swarm. And then you get the people who do like you, who promote you. But a lot of times what people find more is you get the people who don't like you that want to talk about how much they don't like you, which draws more people into the conversation. And then suddenly you've got Kevin Hart status where you're selling out the Eagles football stadium for a live show because you had so much attention brought to you. 
Now, personally, I like Kevin Hart, favorite comedian. I love the guy. He's hilarious. But I think that's kind of like what you're talking about there is that you just post the right thing and people flock. I'm pretty sure he's probably a really good guy. I just want to listening to him talk on Joe Rogan. I was like, I'm sorry. I just, I can't do with all the God stuff. Cause I'm not a religious person. So it was like really hard for me and I understand it. So I wasn't going to like hate him for it. I'm like, I get it. If that's what you said, but you got into an accident, you're lucky to be alive and you're, you're talking about you getting your spine fixed and everything. You're like, I, he kept saying, thank God. I mean, like 50,000 times. I'm like, that's the key to life. Apparently, apparently if you thank God every five steps, you fucking get something get gifted into your hands. And it was a joke I put on Twitter. People got a little upset, but I'm, I'm like, hey, man, like, you know, you don't have to look at the tweet. You can move on. It's like, but they sit there and fester on it, especially like we said during quarantine. Man, this lockdown stuff really, I think, was if it, everyone's saying it was a government ploy. If it was, they fucked themselves over because that's when people started looking deep into what the sort of looking up all the bad stuff the government's been doing and the weird thing is there just was a doc that came out um or a case that's coming up uh an fbi is suing because there's leaked notes from someone that was working in the office about that they weren't going to open up the economy until trump was out of office like that was a conspiracy theory that's now proven true so now they're like oh my god like, cause during COVID now with Biden and Harris being in office, it's gotten a lot better. So we're like, COVID must really like Biden and Harris. And it's like, there was an actual thing that they were waiting in a plan to open it up after Trump was out of office. So he wouldn't get the credit for it coming back. And I'm like, man, see, this is what happens. People are looking at it. Like, why the fuck is it starting to get better? And they search it up, but then they go, Hey, we're going to give you $1,400. I'm like, ah, oh, they're distracting you again. <laughs> well and then you, you also have the problem where people don't read the whole thing and they'll so they'll read like part of that and then they'll start talking as if they know what they're talking about and i really think the genuine route to figuring out how to get people to listen to you is talking confidently you know if you walk into a room and you say something like the sky is green today there's gonna be somebody in that room who believed you because you said it confidently enough that they will go outside and check to see if the sky is green. Yeah. And that's what we're having this issue with, especially with being separated from everybody. You can't see each other's face. You can't read body language. You're just reading words on a page. And somebody says something confidently enough because they read half of something. And suddenly everybody's like, oh my God, this is the truth. And goes back to what you're saying. What really is the truth? There's too much out to know. Yeah, like I went to um, school for chemical dependency. So I studied the whole route of addiction. And then I ended up doing like uh, trying to understand like psychology, trying to figure out how the brain works and stuff. Because I was just I had addiction in my life from like family members and stuff. So I wanted to learn more about it. But then I heard a podcast by a guy named Dr. Carl Hunt, I think his name is. And his whole thing was addiction is bullshit. Like you don't get addicted to drugs. And he did his uh, TED talk on crystal meth, not on it. But like actually smoking it and then talking on crystal meth, like really, yes. Yeah, so he was wasn't just the TED talk wasn't about meth. He was on meth, yeah. and he was talking about like all these people that I admire. Like I listened to YMH podcast with Tom Segura, Doctor Drew, and all that. He hates Doctor Drew, and he makes sense on his ways. But like everything in my body, listening to that Joe Rogan podcast where he was saying addiction is all a fucking lie. I'm like, okay, I've been heavily involved with this, but. I start to see his perspective. I see he's actually kind of right about a lot of stuff. You know, the thing he mentioned was rehabs were bullshit. 
And people are like, well, people go to rehab and they get better. No, because addiction isn't really about the drug. It's about trying to find something that gets you off the feeling of why you're going to that drug in the first place. If a person's house burns down and they pick up a crystal meth thing, they're not really addicted to crystal meth. They're addicted to the fact that that's getting them away from that feeling of losing their home and everything that they're afraid to face. That's why 90% of people that go to rehabs end up returning back to rehab because those people there are meant, okay, you got a heroin addiction. They're treating the heroin addiction, but they're not fixing the problem that you're still homeless or they're this. So you end up finding another drug and go right back into the rehab. They're, it's case study finds that they're there only treating that one issue and one thing. So they're a part and parcel. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But I had come across on social media just the other day of a person that found what that podcast I heard on Joe Rogan with Carl Hunt found the Guardian article and posted it. And before people could even look into it or click the article, they were saying lies. No, no. And it was all people like in their fifties, older generation that probably have kids that have suffered from opioids. I know it's big where I live. That's kind of why I went to school for it. But I just commented, I was like, here's the podcast that he talks about it. I was like, instead of all of you people that consider yourself older and know better, why don't you actually, instead of looking at a headline and commenting, like, you know what it's about, fucking listen to the podcast. And then I entered it. And then a bunch of people liked it. And then I got a bunch of people that commented like, yeah, it actually makes sense the way he says things. I'm like the biggest show of all time was one that was preying off the, the pain of famous people, celebrity rehab. That was a show. And Dr. Drew ran it. Once I found out that Dr. Drew was one of the people funding that I was like, nobody who's, and even Carl Hunt says this, he goes, the reason I don't like Dr. Drew is Anybody who's willing to help somebody and actually be there for that person is not trying to get paid for it and not trying to do it on television. And apparently there was a famous rock star that was talking to Dr. Carl Hunt in front of Dr. Drew and they were on the show together. And he was like, hey, how much drugs should I do if I'm just trying to make sure I have a good time? And Carl Hunt was trying to make sure he was partying with drugs correctly, you know safe as can be. And Dr. Drew was just sitting there budding his opinion. And Carl Hunt was like, go fuck yourself, man. Like you pray off the innocence of other people. It's not, you know, and there is a proper way, like legal heroin, legal, all these things that we have. There's a right way to do it where it comes from. But the stuff that we kind of end up getting is the dumb down versions the stuff that's thrown in with other drugs and laced with things where people have overdoses which he goes what how do you explain people nodding out in the street and he goes those are just someone that can't handle the amount that they took there's a proper dose and it's like you look at it like man you're not fucking wrong but that's not the perspective that gets drained into your head it's like when i say alex jones you say conspiracy theorists and your your eyes kind of roll like fuck Alex Jones, I know that crazy guy, even though a lot of what he said is right, the media puts him in a way that makes you think conspiracy theorist, you know, so when you say the word addiction, people think killer, it's just programmed into your head. And I'm like, start to look at it like, yeah, that's why I think everything is like fucking bullshit. You just got to fucking sort through like a blind person at an all whatever all you can eat buffet strip club thing. <laughs> well, and an easier, even, you know, more, not necessarily more relatable, but like another example of that is prohibition. You know, the government 
got rid of alcohol they were like you can't you can't have it anymore so people went underground and started making it themselves and it was dangerous you know they didn't know how they they had a general understanding of it but that's where you know we got moonshine and we got these bars that were hidden in in old buildings or in the walls of buildings and people were drinking in quantities of stuff that they shouldn't have even really been ingesting to begin with that was being more dangerous than when alcohol was just out and an allowable substance in public. And that's why we ended up, you know, reverting back to like, okay, you're right, you're right, we shouldn't do this because people were not being responsible with how they were handling that. And I mean, I'm fully on the side of, yeah, the government took that from you, go figure out how to do it yourself. But it, it supports that idea of like, not, you know, not being able to handle what you were doing in the right way you know, uh, ethanol and methanol is part of alcohol, but when you're distilling it properly, you don't really get any of that in there, or at least just a little bit in there. So it's not enough to make you go blind or something like that. And when we were in prohibition, that wasn't being filtered properly. And so people were drinking large quantities of ethanol and methanol is giving them, you know, brain problems and they weren't able to see and their, their bodies were shutting down because they were drinking these dangerous substances, which just was more dangerous than when alcohol was actually a legal substance. Yeah. Like I went to the alcohol store the other day and they were saying legal moonshine. I was like, didn't, I mean, all, all, everything I heard of when I was a kid growing up was like, it'll make you go blind. You know, it's stuff that's so powerful and shit. And I'm like, wow, like now to see it in stores and stuff, but it's crazy to see how like we're evolving and such. I think physically we're evolving, not really a lot. Like, I know people always mention, like, well, our heights were bigger than we were before. And I'm like, that's a food issue. Like, that's like if I have a koi fish and I have a small pond, he's going to grow to a limited size because of the size of the pond. But if I make the pond bigger, he's going to grow bigger. Well, back in the day, the average weight was 100 and I think 25 pounds. And the person was 5'8". And I was like, yeah, because that's food. People were getting one piece of bread a week. You know, now we have 80 cheeseburgers whenever we fucking want. So no wonder people are going to be six, five, 300 something pounds or whatever. You know what I mean? Football players. It's just, so I looked at that. I was like, man, besides maybe not using your appendix, maybe not needing a certain toe or all these things, our physical bodies really haven't evolved a whole lot from like the past 2000 years, but our mental capacity oh my God, is just untrackable. And even five years ago, people go like, that's not that long ago. It is that long ago. Cause five years ago, you know, Tropic Thunder, that movie came out or six, seven years ago, Tropic Thunder came out. That wouldn't happen today. You know, we're evolving at such a, a quick rate. I think the world's trying to catch up too. I mean, I don't know why this, this was never weird to me, but I started seeing it more and more, which was like uh, gay couples on commercials. Now I'm like, we all knew about it. We all accepted it. Nobody cared. But like now it's just hitting TV more common now. And I'm like, that's really strange. You know that it took that long for media to catch up. Like it's it's a it's a quick evolution. I mean, I didn't find out my grandma was lesbian until I was in my 20s. So I started to realize like how many people when we went out to eat were staring at us. But I was an overweight kid. So I figured maybe looking at like whatever I'm a kid, I'm doing crazy shit. I'm ripping stuff off the walls. I figured that's what it was. And then I started to realize, and I was like, I asked her about, it. I was like, you ever remember people staring at us all the time? She goes, yeah. Cause we're, we were lesbian. And I was, and I was like, I never even knew that until like a couple of years ago. And she goes, yeah, you never asked. And I was like, fucking, I didn't care. I didn't care. Right. 
And I think that's an interesting thing about, uh, you know, like people in our, our generation or the younger generations is that we care a lot less about the things that make us different than the older generations did. It was a lot more about how we were separate and how we needed to be separate to be ourselves. And now you're seeing these younger people get into government jobs and, and jobs where they can change policy. And you're seeing a lot of that change because we don't, we weren't, whether we were raised that way or not, we don't always inherently believe the same way of, okay, because I'm different, I look different, I sound different. I need to be away from other people because I need to be able to be me. And, and that's not a thing anymore. You know, people don't at least as much, you know, there's definitely still segregation out there. There's racism, there's sexism, genderism, all of the isms are out there still. I'm not saying that that's gone or going away, but I think people who are in their twenties and thirties or even young forties sometimes are working harder to change some of these prejudices that we were seeing a lot more of, you know, like you're saying, you didn't think anything of it that your, your grandma was a lesbian. When I grew up, I didn't think anything of the fact that there were Indian kids and African-American kids and Chinese kids in my class. That was normal. I thought they were her roommates. <laughs> I thought I was going over there cause they live in Baltimore. So like three hours away from me. So I figured, oh, they're sharing a room together. Why? We only have two bedrooms in the house. So they're, they're giving me the guest room. And then I, <laughs> every time I look back on all the memories, I start pointing out even more of why I didn't notice it. I was like, oh, my God, like she wore a belt and she wore pants. She had her t- shirt tucked in. She had a short haircut. She is it. And I was just like, I didn't even notice any of these things. Like I was just having so much fun over there all the time. I was like, oh, my God, it's yeah. like shattering your past. But that's me getting normalized, which now everyone complains about millennials being so like crazy or so all this so sensitive. I'm like, they're very empathetic because for so long they were being raised of you don't want to have to go to war you don't they've been told so many horrible stories that they're doing everything they possibly can to try and make up for lost time of all these things that haven't been going the proper way for a long time i mean it's why there are feminist movements out there and stuff is because for so long they didn't have rights and then they now they're trying to make up for lost time they do go a little bit overboard i think throwing pain at somebody is a little bit too far but that's what you'll find that with vegans you'll find that with whatever but it's an aspect of like making up for lost time. It's just trying to find a place because we don't know what the next 20 years might hold. What's going to be normal in 20 years. You know, when I'm watching TV and stuff like things that like, you're like, Oh, that couldn't be done today. That couldn't be done today. It's constantly changing, constantly evolving. I don't know if it might end up people just realizing a joke's a joke maybe, but also news too. I mean, we come across some stuff where it's like, that business wouldn't sell to those people because they're of that. Like, what? that doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, who the fuck are you? Like, there's, it's out there. You know what I mean? But at the same time, we can't act like it's the whole entire view of us. It's, it doesn't help anybody. Yeah, well, and it's it's trying to, like you said, make up for lost time and also make it so that moving forward, things are better, you know, and, and, and kind of fix a lot of injustices or things that we just, you know, at the time, you know, using gas and coal seemed like a great idea because that's what we had. And now we're seeing the effects of what that's done to the planet. And we're seeing that there's other ways to go. So it's, it's you know, like Greta Thunberg trying to get people to realize that they need to care about how the planet is being utilized so that we can keep the planet around longer um, and stuff like that. It's trying to fix past injustices, but also preserve our future. Because if we don't make changes, it's, it's going to go away. You know, we're going to go away. Yeah. And it's, um, it's not out of the realm of possibility. I think I, 
human species has lived a pretty long time. Like I, people always look at it like ethnicities. I'm like, guys, we're a species. Like we're all fucking humans. Like you got to right. realize let's fight the aliens. That's why I was so happy when that stuff was coming out. I was like, yo, we need something to, and then Mars attacks. They released that on Hulu and I've never seen it before. So I watched that and I was like, that's exactly how, who are we going to appoint? We need to appoint someone who's smart. Who's like, I don't know. You've met some people that have like this, I guess, energy to them. That's like really calm. And like, I want to be around that person. I was like, I don't have that. Like I walk up to people. And I'm like, I'd be the first one to get shot in the face just because I would be like, Hey guys, I found a bug in the butt and it just get my head blown off. So we need like a, a Ryan Reynolds or we need someone that's like, has that low calm energy that walks in there and be like, nice to meet you aliens. Welcome to yeah. earth. Exactly. I, you know, uh, that, that was a huge thing. And it was always, you know, with alien movies, it's always, they're here to attack. And like, I know there are some out there where that's not the case, but like the vast majority of them, it's like Independence Day and stuff like that. They're here to destroy us. And you see the whole world unites on that. And it's like, yeah, that's a great message. But I agree, like we need to not be prepared to just blow them out of the water. Like, let's at least hear what they have to say or find out why they're here. Now, if they are here to kill us, sure, let's blow them out of the water. But like, that's probably not it. Send them Kevin Spacey. Oh my (laughs) God. Can you imagine how awkward that would be? just talking to kevin space you're just like absolutely i don't know i don't who is this guy it's like well he's a talented actor but he did a really bad thing and then they're just like uh it's so weird being around him let's leave this planet forever i think my theory is that they created us now i know what you're thinking people go reptilians all this stuff no i just look at like the human species is the only one in the past 200,000 years that has evolved without any explanation of how fast they've evolved. And I consider like, imagine a bunch of aliens sitting in a UFO or whatever with four little vials and they drop them off on each planet. They drop one off on earth. They're talking about how there were colonies on Mars that they're starting to predate. And it's like, maybe that colony died out and then we're the longest surviving one. But now the aliens are like, what do we, should we just show ourselves to keep them from killing themselves? Like every other test subject that we've had, like we got to make a, we got to at least make a presence known. So this is our baby. Like you would think everyone's afraid of Skynet or terminators or whatever. I'm like, you would think that instead of robots killing us, Maybe robots would do their best to help us improve to a perfect version of ourselves, much like if you look at a grandparent that's dying, you know, like I have a grandparent right now that's not going to make it probably another couple of weeks. But you look at that like you raised me. I raise you, you know, so it's like same thing with the robots. We're going to improve you to be perfect because we don't want to lose our master. We don't want to lose our creator. We believe we can perfect you and we have found your flaw because nobody can give you better insight in yourself than an outside opposing view or outside view. That's why therapists have therapists because they sometimes you, you can't get out of your own head to see the problem. Someone else can do that for you. Sure. Yeah. That's I a mean, deep that one, that was a, that one went way down there. <laughs> One of those good old Alex Jones conspiracies. <laughs> we went all the way down the rabbit hole. It's not out of the realm of possibility though, right? Come no, on. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, it makes sense that somebody out there was like, hey, let's see what can happen when we put this on this planet. And then here we are a couple thousand years later and they're like, oh shit. Okay, well, maybe we should help them. Like they, maybe they have been helping us and we just didn't realize it. You know, there's certain things where once a century or so, like a new huge technology shows up and we always attribute it to like Henry Ford making the car. But like, 
did he really think of it on his own or did somebody come down and they're like, Hey, here's this blueprint. You uh, look, look at that. Or like Da Vinci or, you know, like, Hey, Wright brothers, here's what a plane looks like. Maybe. Um, so like, you know, who's to say that all those great inventors of our, you know, all these past generations really came up with it on their own. Did they have some help kind of support your theory there? It's like the Family Guy episode with Thomas Edison, where he came. Hey, Thomas, look at this. This is what I call the light bulb, and he goes, "Oh, the light bulb. Yes, it uh, it uh, it harnesses electricity. Up, oh, thank you. They're created by Thomas Edison." Then he moves on to the next one. Hey, Thomas, we just created the phonograph. What it does, it allows you allows you to play. And he finishes it. Goes and he starts taking everybody's ideas of it. And I was like, "Yo, yo, there was there was somebody back then that did that. Come on, like there was. I always oh, yeah. say like if there was a bunch of scholars in a room." writing down a bunch of key information that they were going to predate for us now looking back at all those articles there was that 0.1% of a chance that a person was an asshole didn't like something in an article and chose not to put it in there that we don't have today i said now that 0.1% chance today has now turned into probably the majority like 90% chance that there's that person that's like i don't like this i'm going to delete it it's like well then future <laughs> generations aren't going to know from our fuck ups right yeah I mean, that's the, the whole thing that everybody has problems with, like textbooks and stuff like that. You know, the victors write history. And so, you know, how are we supposed to not repeat our past if we're not learning everything about our past? If we're only learning one side of it, how do we prevent from doing that same thing over and over again if we can't learn from it? I think we should look at ourselves in a bad light, too, on the fact that we were very gullible as kids to be able to think that that's what they thought when they were writing it down. Like Christopher Columbus met these Native Americans who were greeted with arrows. It's like, I'm pretty sure there's probably a, a missing step in there that we don't really know about. But like, you know, we were all like, yeah, well, that's how it was. They suck. And it was like, hang on a second. Now that you're older, you're looking back like, yeah, there's a lot of missing perspectives that we didn't have where it was like, that's what be honest about your shit, guys. It's all I'm saying. It's so easy. The, the mayor who did crack and did a video of it, he said, nobody knows what's in that pipe, but he wasn't denying that there was crack. He was just saying nobody knows what was in it. It was like the best way to do it. Like Ted Cruz going to Cancun. Yeah. He was like, I'm doing it for my children. I'm coming he, back. He wasn't not doing it for his children. So it was like, fuck. It's like, just be honest about it. If they tell you, you know, Biden likes to sniff kids or Trump's an alien. Fuck it. Be honest about it, please. Tell me that there's aliens. I'll be 100% happy with myself because I guarantee you people are going to be more pissed off when they're sitting in quarantine and they dig it up for themselves. Yeah, because then they're not only that they find the information, now they're mad that they weren't given the information on their own. Exactly. It's like, uh, do you want the person to complete the word search for you? Or do you want to spend <laughs> all that time doing the word search? Come on now. Exactly. Exactly. No, I'm right there with you, man. Well, Ryan, I think I've drained you for this hour. Um, <laughs> where can people find your show? Um, if you want to plug it again, let people know what links they can find it on. Uh, what's it about a little bit too? Yeah. So quarantine for your thoughts. Um, we're, we're moving into a new realm of, of uh, lifestyle. So we, uh, some of our more recent stuff, we've been doing like food and beer pairings um, with our sponsor. We, uh, have a couple of featured artists that have been on the show recently, um, musicians. We'll have one on the show tonight, actually. Um, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, pretty much any of the major podcasting sources. We also have a website, www.qfyt.org. Um, and we're always looking for new listeners and, and new content to talk about. We love suggestions. We love having guests on the show. Maybe we'll even see you on the show at some point, Rob. Um, 
but yeah, it's uh, hopefully it's a good time. I had a great time here talking to you. This was a lot of fun. Uh, and thanks for having me on the show. Do you understand conversation now? <laughs> I always get like, people are like, yeah, it's like an interview. I'm like, oh, bro, trust me. When you get on here, don't think they're scripted questions. I'm just fucking rattling off whatever's going on in my brain. I totally get it, man. Yeah, we, we're pretty much right there too. Every once in a while, we'll have a really like uh, someone who wants to be on the show who like needs to have a couple of questions and we'll give them a couple. But for the most part, our show is the same way. Just, just talking. Well, I'll make sure I link your show in the description. And thanks again for listening to this episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode.